1: Welcome to a podcast from Joy's jazz show, Bent Notes. Tune in live each Sunday night at joy.org.au. My guest on Bent Notes is an Australian saxophonist who has been an active member of the Australian jazz scene for almost 30 years. Julian Wilson has been featured on more than 80 albums and has received numerous awards, both personally and as part of a variety of bands. Like so many other musicians during lockdowns, Julian had his performing and social skills locked down and unexecuted. However, like many musicians, Julian found a new outlet for his skills, combining solo performance with electronic efforts, to the degree that Julian has released two new albums. It's my great pleasure to welcome back to the Bent Note Studio Studio, Julian Wilson. (laughs) It's a joy to be here with you, David. Thanks for having me on. Last time we spoke was February this year when This World's Another Dance was being released after what had been a very frustrating two-year period. Thanks for reminding me. I was trying to remember when it was. It was just before the the parade. That's right. It was. Have you had any challenges getting back to some type of normality this year?
0: Oh, I I, I kind of question whether I ever had normality. (laughs) After all this <laughs> I think it's interesting hearing what Lee said Actually that things have sped up As they've come back So it has felt like a, a, an incredible the, the thing of sharing music again With a live audience Has just been incredible To do again after so long I, I kind of try not to I try not to Call these lockdown albums But there you go They were made in 2020 Yeah, Playing live music again has been really sensational And, and I was lucky enough to uh, Get to play at the Wangaratta Again, which is four or five years since I've been there because I missed the last couple and then there were a few off. I managed to talk my friend, the director, Eugene Ball, into uh, letting me play in the Cathedral solo. That was beautiful. Oh, I had images. That's right. That's when I saw you. I had images of having the effects and stereo things happening like are on the record with uh, different voices and different sides, but I haven't used the effects since I started playing playing live with people again it's kind of odd I I used them a lot in I started again in 20,000 20,000 20 20, 20 million and 18 I started using effects again and buying a few things and accumulating some things and used them on the stock record and then of course over lockdown the postman brought me various little toys and I ended up with just too many to know what to do with really (laughs) and once i started playing live again i've been just loving playing the saxophone and playing with people and the opportunity to play in the cathedral there seemed i'd sort of plugged things in and was getting stressed about having to use effects and i thought man i'm playing saxophone in the cathedral with an audience so that's almost a, a trio isn't it it is or, indeed or more and it really felt like a, a duo with the room and with the audience so i just played solo which i've never done in my life and um it was a little scary, actually, but it was a lot of fun to do.
1: The acoustics are just amazing. Oh, it's just incredible.
0: It feels like I've only played in that church once before with Steve Magnuson and Stephen Grant with the trio, and I felt like a curator of a gallery hanging paintings on the wall, and I could put one up in the back corner and then put something else on the side and paint something else on the roof, and they, they'd they all kind of hang and stay there. The things take... so You know, it's got such a long... Uh, decay. It has. A long reverberant quality and it's a beautiful church. We heard um, Scott Tinkler and Julius Schwing playing there the night before for a second and it was gorgeous in there.
1: I missed that. I was running between the hall and you, the theatre. You can <laughs> never see anything can you?
0: Did you get to the Bull's Head as well?
1: I got down there for Rebecca on Saturday ah, night. Great. Rebecca Barnard that was a fabulous show Yeah well. you can't
0: ever do all you want to at a festival like You that. cannot. <laughs> One of the
1: reasons I missed out on Julius and Scott on Friday night because I was emceeing both the hall and the theatre running backwards and forwards, including this world.
0: Oh, we've got the photo with you, of course. Did you take a bow with us? I did. <laughs> that was excellent. I, I,
1: I went out to to ask uh, the audience to really give you a yeah. rousing thank you, which they did admirably, and I looked around and there was this hand beckoning me from, from Hamish, and I thought, oh, okay, I'll wander across and then i got to t- take a bow with you on <laughs> stage. Was fantastic.
0: <laughs> it was It's hard to see the stage from those, uh, hard to see the audience from those stages because the lights are so bright and everyone feels a long way away and we're not sure if there's anyone in the room or not, but at the end of the songs and in the end of the concert, we could really feel that warmth in the room again. It's, it's so nice.
1: They were an amazing audience. Incredible. They were really responsive. And of course, this world did so well. The well, sound was amazing. We haven't played for a little while. So we, we, uh, maybe we we're a little cagey. Or a
0: little little nervous again just because we have been really lucky through all of this. I, I talked about this last time when I saw you. Uh, through 2020, we did a, what I dubbed the Farewell Tour in February 2020. You did. And then we did gigs in late as soon as I could get out of Melbourne. I drove up to Sydney and played with them again and recorded again. And then in 2021, we got to tour and a few things got cancelled and moved around and rescheduled. But it was amazing to get to play... That regularly, especially with the bandit. I mean, I'm in Melbourne and they're all in Sydney, considering what we went through. So it has been, you know, and we have a run of a few days in a row, so we get really comfortable and, and we play two sets. So not playing for a few months and then having to play a 60-minute show. Was,
1: how are we going to fit all this music into 60 minutes? You, you did it admirably well, tunes complete something. with an encore.
0: Oh, yeah, we just had time. <laughs> That's because I didn't have a chart for that and I forgot it was in the set list. Oh,
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was planned. <laughs> Ah, Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Somewhat. (laughs) It was a fantastic show though, Julian. Absolutely amazing. So thank you so much for that.
0: And um, thanks for having me on the show again.
1: A pleasure indeed. I think we should have a listen to a piece of music from one of the albums, from the Mutations album, a piece called Mother Daughter. Excellent choice. You must have heard me.
0: I was thinking about that last night, actually. This one's for my wife and children, Justine and Kira and Sasha.
1: My guest on Bent Notes is saxophonist Julian Wilson. And for my to... mother, Moina. Oh, sorry, David. That's okay. I'll just say that again. My guest is saxophonist Julian Wilson. You'll listen to Bent Notes on Joy 94.9. listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Find more podcasts and show blogs at joy.org.au. Beautiful piece of music, Mother Daughter from Julian Wilson and his Mutations album. You are listening to Bent Notes on Joy 94.9 where my guest is saxophonist Julian Wilson. A beautiful sounding piece of music, Julian.
0: This is the first time I've heard it played on radio or talked to anyone about it because it just was officially released on Friday. So it's been a long process. It's great to be here and and sharing it with you, thanks
1: the result of the covert lockdowns giving you time on your hands and needing something to do had you plan to go down this path at some stage prior to lockdowns, or was this something that was catalyzed specifically because you were locked down?
0: you know it's funny because i I had been using the effects a lot and I've been recording at home in preparation to make the stock record. I was thinking maybe I should put a solo album together, but of course, all of a sudden, everyone was putting one out.
1: <laughs> there was a lot of it happening.
0: There are quite a few. I've, I spent all morning, a couple of weeks ago, listening to solo saxophone records that I've acquired in the last few months and solo all sorts of other things. So there was the idea in my mind already and I was collecting things, but over the lockdown, I rather than um, whittle it down, I just collected more and more and more stuff because I had the <laughs> opportunity to, to just be at home and doing it a lot. And I found that it was a really nice form of, of meditation and somewhere where I could go where I didn't have to worry about genre or judgment and I could just let things be. And often these the improvisations, some of them on, on the record are only a couple of minutes long, but sometimes over an hour or more. And then I whittled a lot of stuff down. I actually had a, a ridiculous amount of of material to go through to, to get these, which is why I think I've released two at the same time, which is kind of crazy. I mean, maybe putting out one solo saxophone record is kind of crazy. Then uh, I've got two. Actually, True I've got three. There's another one ready for next
1: All time. right. You've got meditation. So I can understand a bit of concept behind that, but you've then got mutations. Where did that come from? Well, that just some of the pedals
0: that I collected, these guitar effects pedals, they take what you play and they chop them up into little bits and they kind of randomise it and throw it back at you in a different shape or backwards or in, in a different pitch or or sometimes they just do nothing or sometimes they just kind of fart and bleep and sometimes that was a conversational element. I mean, I won't tell you how many times I just sat and watched this one pedal do its thing for 10 minutes at a time. Oh, really? I think. <laughs> there's Yeah, there's one that's quite astounding. It's it's very conversational. Actually, I told Fran Swin about it. We drove up to Wangerada together and she just wrote to me to tell me she's just bought one.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: I see. Fran was on a couple of weeks ago she as well was, with yes. her new album. Yeah, yeah. Where were we?
1: <laughs> the mutations, and you were spending time just watching oh, and listening to this one. Okay, pedal.
0: so yeah, mutations was was. A li- I kind of divided it up into different things in my head. Meditations is obviously the more peaceful thing, and the mostly loopers and delays, and um, and there's one very long track on there. It's nearly the whole side of the record, and then mutations was the Slightly, slightly weirder, slightly more conversational, slightly more mutated things, and then there's another one for next year called Way Back When, which is which is the really what I thought of, think of as primitive recordings. Oh, really? I was lucky enough to get to upgrade some of my gear during COVID, as I'm sure a lot of us did in 2020. There's something special about the early stuff, though. There's something maybe naive about it that I kind of really like. Now it's a little more lo-fi,
1: right? Okay, yeah. a little bit like recording. A band with one microphone in the room.
0: A bit more like that, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's What you see is what you get.
1: I look forward to hearing
0: that. So what's been really interesting actually is playing solo and, and having this opportunity to play without the effects even and just play to a room. I've never done that before and it's it's been um, terrifying and challenging and, and very rewarding. So I hope
1: to do more of that. That would be great to see and hear in different spaces because yeah. the cathedral at Wang had has a, an amazing acoustic, amazing delay. I and can't
0: I, take that everywhere with me, No, you can't take <laughs> that building. It's a little big.
1: I loved the last piece you did with the soprano sax. It oh, was just so special. Oh, I'm trying to remember what the last one was. I can't remember what it was
0: called. I ran out of time before I ran out of material, <laughs> which, which I was very happy about. Oh, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> um, it
1: would be very interesting to hear the solo instrument in different spaces with different acoustics and that of course would present you with a different challenge about I suppose how you perform.
0: I think I I tried to not prepare too much stuff well that was the idea anyway and let the space inform the way I'd play but then deciding to play just naked saxophone without the effects I I think I ended up preparing an awful lot of stuff and an awful lot of ways to play my my tune solo um, without accompaniment or accompanying myself, I guess. So, yeah, playing outdoors, obviously, is very different. You've got no feedback or no re- reverb, no bounce back. And I've loved playing outdoors for, for many years. Some of the most spiritual experience of my life, I think I've been playing outdoors by myself in um, in certain places that are beautiful. I played in a basement of the Recobite Hall in at the Perth Jazz Festival last week, and I did use a bit of effects for that, and that room was quite a lot drier than the cathedral, so that was a different different thing again and then incorporating a bit of the effects into it, but
1: it's definitely something I'd love to keep doing. I look forward to further further <laughs> pronouncements and further albums coming through. I did read that in the liner notes to Mutations, one we've just been talking about, Adelaide multi-instrumentalist Adam Page described the album as an expanding universe of sound bursting with sentience like nothing that's come before it. An imperfectly perfect melding of acoustic and electric, earth and air, tar and crystal. I'm not quite sure about that bit. Musical of boundaries evaporate is what he said. It's an amazing review of the work. Did you find when recording that, as Adam says, your universe expanded as you went?
0: Oh, Adam, I love you. I'm so glad I asked you to write some words about the music. I talked about these as being kind of escape pods when I was stuck at home, actually, to, to go on journeys or go to adventures of places when I couldn't leave home. And the, the, the album, the next one that's coming out, has some a song about the Amazon and a song about um, the Ganges because it sounds like there's bird noises in it. It sounds like dawn or dusk. Or um, There was a song for George Floyd on there that was the only thing that was really a direct response to anything. Most of the music is not programmatic at all. Uh, the names come after the fact And the fact was just sitting down and trying to clear my head and let what happens happen, if that makes sense. It does. And try not to, again, try not to be judgmental and try not to pre-prepare too much. Maybe I'd get a little set up with some pedals that gave me an environment and then I'd dive into that environment and see where it took me and just have, have an adventure and a journey and... Yeah, and Adam, uh, actually, when I asked him to do that, he was in Alice Springs and there was a comet shower going on, so he he got very astral, <laughs> understandably. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense now. I can imagine that would be the
1: best spot to see it. <laughs> <laughs> it would. there no be no, yeah. uh, no, no pollution around about to block it out. <laughs> now, in the liner notes to Meditations, you had music journalist John Shand talking about the music. As close to directly communing with another human soul as art can contrive, Light shines through this music, muted like afternoon sun through a high window. He goes on to observe that the electronics effects create environments in which the saxophone unfolds its stories of fathomless humanity. Mm. Did you have a sense of nature as you were recording the meditations? Oh, no, (laughs) is the short
0: answer. And uh, mutations, uh, meditations is weird because it's almost all from one week in September. Uh, yeah, it's it's all from a, quite a specific period. There might be one track on there that's from October and, and one that's, I think was one called, it's not a, there wasn't a race or something. I did one on the day that the Sydney Hobart yacht race was meant to run and didn't. <laughs> that's a little ominous sounding. <laughs> yeah, So so maybe... I mean, I did. I I love the idea. I remember going to see Wayne Shaw to play here and feeling that it was like sitting on the cliff looking at at the reflection of the clouds changing over the ocean. Like you could watch that all day and it's perfect. And it's never, it's just the same thing all day, but it's never the same. Any two moments are never the Mm -hmm. same. So I like that idea about music and um, it, it can be very music's often very preordained it's written down that's how I was taught to play music you read it with your eyes yes exactly and so just letting it unfold naturally is um is a wonderful place to be and 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 as I get older a space that I want to inhabit more and more
1: ah that's interesting
0: um of just letting the music be what it's going to be on the night because it can be very different from from one night to the next and Here's an interesting thing. I guess playing with other people. <laughs> yes. Which is what I've been loving doing lately and, and really looking forward to doing a lot more of. Actually, I might take a little siesta or uh, what do you call it? I might take a little, um, you know, not, I haven't got too many gigs between now and Christmas and then I want to record again with the band. So I'm going to keep focusing on thinking about what those musicians and what I... What I might like to play with them, or how I might like to enable them to play what they want to play. Oh, I think wonderful. that's more
1: about it. Which is what so, you've been doing, in a sense, for yourself over the last little period of time, right? And in which putting is, yeah. this music together.
0: And uh, what I've loved is less control and and just letting it happen and um, letting it be what it's going to be.
1: We're going yeah. to have a listen to a piece called Scrambler
0: Dip. Ah, cool. Where does this come from? This one's for. Theo Carbo, who, who we call Dip, a great guitarist from Melbourne, and a guitarist called Mike Gamble, who lives in Seattle, I believe now, who I went to school with in Boston. And I met them, well, I met Theo when he was very young, and I met Mike when he was about 17 as well, and they're, they're really um, like spirits. Right. They feel like, um, I'd love them to meet one day. I think they really enjoy each other's company. And they both put out solo records in 2020 that I was listening to at the time. This what? is inspired by Scrambler and
1: Dip. And Dip. <laughs> For more details about the two new albums, Meditations and Mutations, check out Lionshare Records, that's Lion Share Chords, <laughs> the spelling's a little bit different, dot com, where you will find details about both the digital and vinyl editions. They're also on Bandcamp. Julian, I have really enjoyed, again, chatting with you here in the studio tonight. Meditations, Mutations, the fact that gigs are coming back again, It really sounds as if you are excited over this almost new development of being able to play music and create music by yourself.
0: Very much so, and and with other people again, of course. It's always a joy being on. Thanks again, Dave.
1: Best wishes to you for these two successful albums and looking forward to hearing number three next year. All right, thanks very much. My guest has been saxophonist Julian Wilson. You're listening to Bent Notes on Joy 94.9.